I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, and welcome to Paranormal Thoughts Podcast, and as always, thanks for joining me. In this episode, we're going to be looking at haunted theme parks. Just before we get into that though, as always, if you enjoy this episode or any of the previous episodes of the podcast, please subscribe, and also leave us a review as well. Uh, it definitely helps us. Also, we are on Facebook and Instagram. Definitely jump on Instagram. That is where I'm most active, and you can message me on there, and you'll find out what each episode usually is before uh, everyone else does as well. A big one at the moment is what we're on Patreon. There's going to be bonus content that you're not going to hear in this episode, but if you jump on Patreon, you'll get it. That is including a, a paranormal experience by a fellow podcaster at the Magic Kingdom in Florida uh, outside of the Haunted Mansion. So if you want to hear that, definitely jump on the Patreon. Also, there is, also we have a blog, which is paranormalthoughtspodcast.wordpress.com. Definitely jump on there for this episode because it's going to be a bunch of imagery, some links to a bunch of uh, different things I've referenced throughout this podcast. So you should definitely jump on the blog and get all that information there. All right, I think that's about it. So let's get into the podcast. Haunted theme parks. Now, this is a topic that I've wanted to do for a little while now, and I've had some people suggest it to me. And a big reason why I have wanted to do it is I'm a theme park fan myself and and potentially some of you are as well. And, you know, really when I've spoken about haunted places on this podcast, I've spoken about um, countries usually. So I've done haunted Australia, haunted America and haunted the UK being haunted as well. And I guess you could do this topic with really any location. You could do hospitals, schools, cruise ships, what have you. You could literally do haunted anything. But I think there's something interesting about the idea of theme parks or amusement parks being haunted. I think the biggest reason being because the whole purpose of them is enjoyment, entertainment, and I suppose it's really the last place you want to go to and potentially have any sort of paranormal experience or it it just seems really out of place. You know, during the day, these theme parks are full of families, kids having fun, And then at night, they can often take on this really eerie kind of complete opposite, just seeing something during the day and then knowing what that's like and then seeing something like that close when it's dark. And there's something about rides at night and I suppose all types of different imagery of theme parks. It's very unsettling. And I think theme parks are one of the ones too when you look at abandoned locations, uh, you know, urban explorers and so on. 
Theme parks are definitely one which stand out massively, in my opinion. They're just unsettling for the most part. It's just that thing of people going there for the reason of having fun and enjoyment and then seeing it derelict and, you know, forgotten about. It's just, it does give off a very eerie vibe. Now, I grew up in Queensland in Australia, literally 20 minutes from our sort of theme park capital on the Gold Coast. So from, you know, the age of being very young, uh, sort of, you know, maybe around the sort of age of 12 through to my sort of teen years, I had annual pass to these parks and spent a lot of time in theme parks. In my time going to these theme parks, I kind of fell in love with the whole idea of how theme parks developed and the whole sort of, you know, I guess the whole sort of behind the scenes of that and, you know, roller coaster and ride design and so on. So definitely there is some interest that I have. I listen to a lot of theme park type podcasts and watch a lot of videos. It's definitely one of my sort of interests outside of everything else that I kind of do. So I think bringing that in to this episode is kind of something that's really exciting to me. And I think it's really exciting when you kind of look into into other people's experiences and their stories of the kind of weird and supernatural that can go on at these locations. Now, in some of these accounts, there are quite devastating tragedies. And there was a pretty devastating tragedy uh, one of the theme parks here in Australia uh, a few years ago, which happened at Dreamworld. Uh, there their rapids ride, which is literally a raft that travels down an artificial rapid. Four people unfortunately lost their lives due to them being uh, pretty much stuck under a conveyor belt, which was pretty brutal. And there's a lot of brutal deaths that happen within theme parks, I suppose, just because of the nature of the machinery. When you are in a theme park, this type of technology, you have people around constantly, you know, uh, 365 days a year, often, you know, for more than 12 hours a day. So... And obviously, theme parks, are most most of the time, kept up to a very high standard. So these types of events are very unfortunate, and they happen very rarely. But when they do, they often are very extreme and very devastating. So I think that could be one of the biggest reasons why theme parks do tend to have these paranormal experiences, are because people who do lose their lives are often quite. It's quite a tragic type of event, and then you know potentially. Um, people who go to theme parks all their lives, when they do pass, if they do pass in the park especially, um, they might sort of hold on to their memories there and have some sort of imprint of themselves left there. But I might go on a little bit later in the podcast about why I think these places may or may not be haunted and so on. But why don't we get into some of the locations we're going to be looking at. Now, the biggest one I thought I'd start with to keep you all interested would be the Disney parks, mainly looking at Disneyland and Disney World in America. Now, I've been to... Disneyland in California. I've been to the Disneyland Park itself and also DCA, Disney's California Adventure. Haven't gotten over to Walt Disney World yet, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, the Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios as of yet. Definitely the Disney parks are the most famous in the world and I suppose the best theme parks in all honesty that I've ever experienced just in terms of theming and immersion and everything. I've got three paranormal events that we're going to look at two of them being at Disneyland and one being at Disney World. I'll start with the one at Disney World first. This is the Pirates of the Caribbean ghost. Now, when you do look into, if you if you just type in ghosts that Walt Disney World or Disneyland or any of the other sort of locations will look at, you're going to probably get more than one story, as you do with a lot of ghost stories. A lot of people see a lot of different things. They identify things in different ways. So potentially what I'm going to be talking about could be one in the same or there could be when you look into it, a lot of different types of events that go on. It's hard to know with the paranormal, right? But the biggest one with Pirates of the Caribbean is a ghost named George. 
Now, George is said to be an employee who died in the early 70s while working on Pirates of the Caribbean. It's believed that he was an Imagineer, which, for anyone who doesn't know, an Imagineer is one of the employees who work directly with the parks to actually build and design them. And apparently he was working on Pirates of the Caribbean in the Magic Kingdom in Florida when he was killed. Now, people don't actually know how he died. Some say he was crushed, and other versions of the story say he fell from one of the attractions scenes, uh, the Burning City, uh, which is one of the final big scenes in the ride. Now, it says that employees at Disney World, who are known as cast members, have seen ghostly apparitions on ride monitors. And they've also heard footsteps and other unknown noises throughout the ride. Now, from what I've read, it turns out a lot of these cast members have only seen ghostly apparitions, as I said, on cameras and so on, never actually seen full-body-type apparitions or shadows within the ride. But then, when you do go on to read what park guests have experienced, sometimes they've often said to have seen apparitions or people within the ride who aren't normally there and so on, and that could potentially be this ghost of George. Now, the thing that stands out to me, which is really interesting, is that George, he wants to be known within the ride. He wants people to remember who he was. He doesn't want to be forgotten. And the way he goes about this is the cast members have to say good morning and good night to George over the PA within the ride. And if they don't do that, either that day, if they don't say good morning, they're going to have ride failures throughout the day. Or if they don't say good night to him, the next day they'll also have these ride malfunctions and so on. And from what I can tell online, many cast members have backed up this saying they have heard people saying good night and good morning to George or they have been the person to do that. Whether or not they actually do do this every day, there is some evidence of them doing it at different times. So it is that interesting thing that this ghost of George has definitely embodied this ride and for the people who work on this ride, um, it definitely is a real thing to them. So heading over to the West Coast in Disneyland, there is a ride called Space Mountain. I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with it. It's probably uh, one of Disney's most famous rides. There is a spirit that haunts Space Mountain by the name of Mr. One Way. Now, people claim to see a man who enters the queue line by himself, and they describe him as being a large man with reddish hair and a red face. He will then sit next to someone on the ride, and then throughout the ride, he then vanishes. Now, obviously, not really sure how true that to be, but there's a lot of accounts from what I can see of people describing this particular man. There is also some footage from Space Mountain that I'm going to put up on the blog. Now, this footage comes from my... It's from the loading of the ride. In the video, people are loading onto the ride from the right and people exit on the left. Now, people are loading onto the ride and there's an empty seat and this light-type apparition figure comes across the screen from the left and sits in the ride and in the ride dispatches. Potentially, could this be Mr. One Way? It's very interesting that this thing kind of comes across the screen and sits in an empty seat. It's hard to say if it actually is anything paranormal, but I think it is interesting the way it kind of comes across and does happen to sit in an empty seat. I think it must be somewhat, in some way, worth uh, someone getting that recording because obviously that video is only from ride operators, so they're obviously someone has released this and put this online, so it must have been something out of the ordinary. And I definitely think there's something very unusual about it. So this could potentially be Mr. One Way or, once again, some sort of other type of paranormal experience that does go on within Space Mountain. So this last account as well comes from uh, June of 1966. This is still while Walt Disney was actually alive. Now, this is unfortunately another tragic death as well. This is um, 
a young man by the name of Thomas Guy Cleveland. He was a 19-year-old who snuck into the park uh, on one graduation night where the park would stay open late and then graduates uh, finishing school would get to use the park. Uh, So for whatever reason, Thomas decided to sneak into the park, so he jumped a fence. And if you're familiar with Disneyland... I suppose, I'm assuming where he jumped in from was the the front of the park where the monorail actually hugs the boundary fence. So he's obviously jumped the fence and ended up on the monorail track. And security saw that someone had jumped the fence and they're on the monorail track and they're telling him to get out of there, get off, it's dangerous. And then it so happened a monorail actually came at that time, travelling, I believe at about, I think they travelled about 25 miles per hour. And... Thomas wasn't able to get out of the way fast enough and it actually hit him and ended up dragging him 30 to 40 feet down the track and killed him instantly. Now, supposedly, people had seen a apparition of what they can assume to be the teenager walking down the track or alongside the monorail track. This sort of does seem like one of those ones which could very much so be an urban legend, obviously, but if people have seen some sort of apparition walking along the monorail track, as they say, then definitely I think that would be connected to this pretty tragic experience that happened back in the 60s. Unlike, I think, Space Mountain and the parts of the Caribbean, I suppose because cast members are actually saying goodnight to George and with Space Mountain, that could very much so be an urban legend as well. But then we have this interesting footage that could kind of correlate some evidence to the experiences that people have been having. I think those are probably a little more I would weigh onto them actually being paranormal, unlike this maybe being a urban legend or ghost story. But either way, I think it was very interesting, so I kind of included it. Now, there's a bunch of other deaths and other experiences within Disneyland and Disney World as well, um, but I just wanted to pick those three. Something worth mentioning is um, people were often, well, at some stage would actually spread ashes of loved ones within the parks, quite often in the Haunted Mansion. Not really sure why. Seems very sort of grim to do that. But uh, apparently cast members are actually trained to remove human remains because uh, they can't just kind of sweep them up. I think they actually have a specific type of vacuum system and they can't just throw them in the trash. They have to dispose of them in a very specific way. So I think that's interesting that enough people are actually dumping human remains within the parks so, um, so their relatives or friends and so on can actually forever live in the park that uh, cast members are trained to deal with that. And I suppose that could be another reason too, potentially to why these places could be so haunted as well if people are actually dumping remains. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Now this next account is going to take us to Six Flags Great Adventure. And this is one where it's it's nowhere near as popular as Disneyland, right? You can easily look up ghosts at Disney and you're going to get a lot of different stories. Now, this one's kind of something I've sort of pieced together myself a little bit just through finding some bits and pieces online and kind of drawing some of my own conclusions. Now, this is another one which is very devastating. Now, this is referring to the Haunted Castle. Now, the Haunted Castle was a haunted attraction very typical of your theme park type haunted house that was running all year round. Few actors in uh, sort of like a makeshift type haunt. And originally when it opened, it was only a temporary fixture that was released out to Six Flags. And it was literally a haunted house type facade and then four semi-trailers kind of uh, all pieced together and made into a maze type haunted house. After the years lease ran out, Six Flags decided to actually hire the structure for some for a longer period of time and actually increase um, the semi-trailer structure from 4 to 17 and kind of had a double haunted house set up so there could be two haunted houses running simultaneously to put more patrons through. This is when the haunted castle came into effect and they built a castle-type facade, which kind of looked pretty shitty um, when you look online and I'll, once again, add pictures onto the blog that you can check out. Uh, it looked real real sort of makeshift, very sort of backyard haunted house and that's kind of what, from what you can see online, it kind of appears to be. So the haunted castle definitely looked not very permanent because it wasn't meant to be a permanent structure. And the materials that made up the Haunted Castle were pretty much plywood, foam rubber, fabrics and plastics. All things that are quite flammable, if not properly looked after. So you can probably see where I'm going with this. Six Flags also didn't pay a ton of attention to the attraction after building it. It was kind of at the back of the park and there was no big attractions sort of surrounding it. So it wasn't really a part of the park they wanted to promote or really put a lot of money into because it was kind of just there as a bit of a filler even though the attraction was quite popular hence why they kept it and sort of made it somewhat a little more permanent but uh, apparently there is written record of them not really caring too much about it so you can kind of see once again where this is going to so at 6 45 p.m friday may 11th the haunted castle caught fire due to the materials that the haunted castle was constructed out of the attraction was extremely flammable and the fire spread quickly 29 people were inside the attraction at the time of the fire. The park did remain open while firefighters fought off the blaze up until 7.45 when the firefighters concluded that the fire was under control. Most park guests and employees made it out safely, but unfortunately, eight teenagers perished in the fire. At the time when firefighters went through the attraction looking for bodies, it was actually quite hard to tell what could have actually been remains and what was props like mannequins and so on. Now, it's believed that the fire was started by someone 
walking through the attraction with a cigarette lighter or matches, often to kind of light the way. And that was quite a common thing uh, that people would do while walking through the attraction. And Six Flags didn't actually have a sprinkler system or even really a fire alarm type system that was needed in order to warn people and actually potentially save people's lives if the structure was to catch fire. And there was a whole lawsuit that kind of went on between Six Flags and, I suppose, the services that are actually meant to enforce that Six Flags were to do the right thing. Now, when I did a bit of research into people kind of commenting uh, on this type of tragedy, uh, I found some accounts from people who work at this theme park now. And apparently near that site uh, that the Horner Castle once stood there is now a Batman ride uh, not too far from and people believe that some paranormal experiences happen near and around that ride. Someone said they used to work on the Batman ride and would hear weird stuff at night like footsteps going up and down the lift hill of Batman and it would really freak them out. Someone also said after working on the Batman ride, I can tell you that being in that building alone was beyond creepy. Myself and a couple co-workers a few years ago swear we saw something on the CCTV cameras they couldn't explain. Someone else went on to say, I've worked at Great Adventure to this day, ride crews are still superstitious. There's been a bunch of unexplained problems to do with the Dark Knight coaster and we believe that that is to do with the spirits of what happened within the Haunted Castle. That was obviously a very tragic event. I think what was sort of really kind of fucked up in a way too is that this fire had happened. People actually were killed. People died within this within this fire uh, and the theme park continued to operate and sort of just went on as per normal. You know, they didn't automatically get people out of the park and, you know, sort of... It's, it's, it's very unsettling and it kind of really paints a picture of how that park was being managed, in my opinion, and just very tragic and I could imagine... Um, some very unsettled spirits potentially holding on to that place. I definitely think there is reason for some uh, paranormal activity to be going on within that park. Now, this last theme park I'm going to talk about is Thorpe Park in the UK. Now, this is a place I really wanted to visit when I was in the UK, but I was there in winter and all the parks over there and a lot throughout Europe are seasonal. So obviously it wasn't open at the time, but hopefully you can get back there at some point. This one's kind of interesting because... A lot of money was kind of uh, a lot of money was spent in order to kind of rectify a bit of a situation that kind of went on there. Thorpe Park was building a new water ride, and when construction began, it's believed that this construction brought on some paranormal activity. Construction workers reported that objects were being moved; they felt like they were being watched, and they were just really uncomfortable working on the site. Now, obviously, this must have caused such a interruption to building that Thorpe Park. Brought in some paranormal investigators to see what was actually going on. That caught my eye, and that really made me want to go, okay, well, what actually was potentially going on in order for these construction workers to be that bothered by some unusual activity going on? So they brought in Jim Arnold from Southwest London Paranormal. And they carried out an investigation to try to figure out exactly what could have actually been going on in the site. What came out of this investigation was a lot of orbs, ghostly images and photography being found, and even uh, Ouija board type reactions. Interesting uh, that a paranormal group using a Ouija board as a tool for proof, I suppose, because that is a bit of a um, speculation of how Ouija boards work and so on. And if you want to hear my thoughts on um, Ouija boards, you can go and listen to my podcast I did where I actually used one. Thought Park's director decided that Whatever was going on with this site made them feel like it wasn't all right to continue building this uh, water slide at this exact location, actually spent a lot of money to actually move it to another part of the park. 
Where the water slide was actually being planned to be built was in an old area known as Monk's Walk, an old footpath that linked up to a nearby Monk's Abbey, which links back to thousands of years ago. What's interesting is when you look into this, uh, some construction workers actually reported seeing a headless monk around that area of the construction. And when you line that up with what was once there, uh, it's kind of starting to paint a very clear picture. From doing some more research, they came to the conclusion that that site could have potentially been an ancient burial ground. They ended up bringing in a forensic geophysicist, uh, Peter Masters, who ended up analysing the ground. And he does believe that there were signatures that were coming up on his radar that was similar to a burial ground. Whatever was going on uh, on this site definitely does lead to something otherworldly, in my opinion. Definitely something embedded within history. And I, I love that as well when there is sort of an ancient site that is uh, still somewhat there. And I suppose construction uh, disturbing that ground and then suddenly these paranormal experiences that end up coming out of it. I think that's really fascinating and obviously worth Thought Park to go, okay, let's just move let's move this new water slide uh, construction to another place within the park. Obviously costing them money as well because they'd already started the construction in this one site. So I find that interesting when a business is like, no, let's do the right thing here and not build on this site. And obviously a lot of, you could imagine a lot of businesses not really giving two shits about that and just kind of continuing on but I suppose whatever was going on must have been somewhat extreme or you know maybe um, the park director was you know a bit superstitious and kind of believed that if this is already going on with the construction is it really worth seeing it through to this thing being built and potentially costing a lot more money um, you know with errors with issues within the ride or what sort of have you or even potentially people being harmed I think that's really interesting though that they went to that effort to then relocate it so to give you my thoughts on this, do I believe that theme parks may be more haunted than other sites? Not necessarily. I definitely think that spirits do feed off our energy and theme parks are a great spot for a lot of people constantly all year round entering. There's obviously the idea that people probably have really good memories of these spots. If they die in these uh, locations as well, I think that definitely gives reason. As I said earlier, people actually spreading remains and so on could definitely add to that as well. And obviously, they might not be haunted. I think there's a lot of reasons to say people are misidentifying things quite easily. You know, they're obviously very busy. A lot of these rides use a lot of different type of lighting effects. When you're one of these theme park rides, you can be quite disorientated, not necessarily in the best sort of frame of mind to be trying to witness things in a blink of an eye and then try to actually break down what you just saw and so on. It's definitely not the best kind of environment to witness something and go, what did I just see and try to actually analyse it just because it's so busy, a lot of movement and so on. I think there's definitely a bit of a romantic type thing too of believing that these places are haunted, like, you know, the happiest place on earth, also being, you know, one of the most spookiest or anything kind of like that. So I think a lot of this does sort of come down to urban legend and so on, but most paranormal locations do have a lot of that as well. A lot of them sort of feed on these types of stories. Anyway, so... I definitely wouldn't rule out that, you know, it's all bullshit and that uh, people are just trying to make a good ghost story. I think out of everything I spoke about today, we'd have to have some weight to them in actually looking into what could be going on more. But in saying that too, these locations are quite hard to get access to to actually do any sort of investigations and so on as well um, than being pretty much occupied all year round. I, I like the idea that... Uh, they could potentially be haunted. That that excites me. And honestly, these, these places are quite off-putting. Like, it's a small world. 
I actually quite like that ride because it's got a lot of history, but it's there's something very uneasy about it. And you can imagine, you know, the idea of you know, being on that by yourself, even just during the day, would be very unsettling. And you could just you start to even imagine what something like that could be like, you know, with something otherworldly lurking and so on. So I definitely think it's very easy to paint a picture already. And, you know, when you get these reports of people seeing things and hearing things, it's already, it, it's the perfect kind of, uh, it's the perfect kind of location, in all honesty, for uh, for your mind to kind of wander and so on. I did try to look at some theme parks here in Australia as well. Um, and I couldn't really find anything. There's a lot of abandoned theme parks in New South Wales. And there's been some, as I mentioned earlier, the Dream World tragedy. There was also in Luna Park in Sydney, uh, there was a ghost train that caught on fire and a lot of people perished within that. There's, I think that's the thing with theme parks. When there are deaths, they're often quite extreme and very tragic. And often it's that thing too. There's people there just enjoying their day. You know, a lot of people save up all year to take their family to these theme parks and all of a sudden someone could, you know, be crushed to death uh, right in front of you and it's it's full on. It's it's honestly, it's a, it's something that uh, it's the whole, it's like a, it's a whole dark side to this kind of industry and for the most part things don't go wrong but when they do go wrong it's pretty bad. So, but in the same thing you could say highways would be haunted, the amount of people who are in car crashes and so on and I'm sure a lot of them are, you know, a lot of hitchhiking type ghosts. You know, I think that's the thing too with the with Thought Park having the burial ground. Well, the earth is so old that I'm sure someone has died everywhere, anywhere that you stand. Because I guess it's a good argument but it's also the argument of uh, well, does that really mean anything potentially? Potentially if it's sort of lied dormant for some time and something has sort of sparked up some energy and so on. But it's hard to know. We don't actually know how um, ghosts operate really. We can only kind of make conclusions. And my understanding is that I think they do feed off our energy and I think it's like an imprint of ourselves that we leave behind. It might not necessarily be us deceased, but it is something um, that is somewhat left behind. You know, I think our... I think our brains are so complex and, you know, if you believe in a soul or what have you, I think that is so, that goes way beyond your living flesh kind of body and I think that is what potentially might be left behind in some in some aspect and that is what is, you know, continuing to walk the earth and potentially haunt these locations. So let me know what you think. Uh, if you have worked, I did try to reach out online uh, and get some stories and so on but if you have worked in one of these uh, locations or another location or you are a frequent goer to theme parks or you know you've just happened to witness something or you've heard something please get in contact with me i'd love to hear your story you can do that on instagram on facebook or best way is probably emailing me at panelthoughtspodcast at gmail.com so guys i hope you enjoyed that episode i sure enjoyed researching this topic as i said i love theme parks and i love everything paranormal so it's a great way to kind of uh, interconnect those worlds as i said i have a patreon you can hear bonus content from this episode on the patreon if you jump on there and as i said if you enjoyed this episode please leave a review it definitely helps and share around the podcast as well subscribe and just share it with anyone who you think who might find it interesting so thanks guys i hope you enjoyed this episode and i hope to catch you in another podcast episode real soon thanks bye Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.